This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The U.S. Department of Justice has now targeted an Alabama nonprofit organization for its part in shaping a state law that prohibits transgender hormones and surgeries for minors. Eagle Forum of Alabama was recently given a subpoena from the DOJ that demands all of their information and communications related to VCAP. That's the state law that was signed by Governor Ivey this year. Eagle Forum Executive Director Becky Gerritsen has tangled with federal government overreach before. That was during the Obama administration when Gerritsen was heading up the Wetumpka Tea Party. Gerritsen spoke about this latest development to Phil Williams of Right Side Radio on WVNN. I mean, we're not even on in this lawsuit right. at all, um, which is, it just blows my mind, but they want all of our communications to every representative that we would have talked to oh, during this gosh. time frame about VCAP. They want to see meeting minutes. They want to see all the research. You know, what studies did we look at? What, uh, you know, all the different resources that we use to write the bill, and then to present uh, presentations and speeches. I mean, you know, thousands of articles and studies, and uh, there's just no way that we can go back and, and find everything that we used to make this bill come about. No, it's absolutely um, unduly burdensome, we often say in the law, but, but they, they would have yeah. to have some form of uh, substantial justification to ask a non-party to produce that much stuff. So what is it, I mean, their, their claim is what? That you have violated, that, that, not, that the law somehow violates the, the, the rights or the liberties of the parents and the child who want these treatments in Alabama, um, and they believe that, that what? That y'all conspired with somebody illicitly? That you did something that was wrong? Or they just want to see what you talked about? They, I, I mean, they didn't specify why they wanted it, um, but they wanted it. Oh, the other thing, so this implicates um, Alabama Policy Institute as well, that every third-party organization or a non-government organization or other lobbyists that we may have talked to throughout this process about this bill, they want all, they want their names also. So, you know, there is, there is definitely um, some threatening going on, but what does it matter? What conversations that we had before this ever became law, it, it has no bearing on the case whatsoever. Yeah. It appears to be just, outright targeting and harassment. And what's really scary about this is that if this subpoena is enforced, it will have an unprecedented chilling effect yes, it will. on our historically protected constitutional rights and our ability to legislate, you know, to advocate for the legislation that we want, not only in Alabama, but this, this can affect every organization like ours. I believe it could affect Regular citizens write bills sometimes. Gerritsen also released a written statement on behalf of Eagle Forum calling the subpoena broad, intrusive, and meant to harass. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall says that he will enforce state law when it comes to abortions and federal agencies. Marshall's statement to 1819 News comes after a report by Craig Monger 
on the Department of Veteran Affairs declaring abortion something that they can do on federally owned property, even here in Alabama and despite the state law. Marshall told 1819 News that he intends to enforce the law and not be bullied by the Biden administration. Marshall says the power of the states to protect unborn life is settled. VA Secretary Dennis McDonough called abortion services necessary for female veterans and says that the VA will provide them when necessary in the cases of pregnancy through rape, incest, or when the life of the woman is endangered. An arrest is made this week in Mobile County after a 15-year-old girl dies from fentanyl overdose. Adriana Taylor was found dead at a home in Sems after she was given drugs that appear to be laced with the deadly fentanyl. Mobile County Chief Deputy Paul Birch spoke about this case to WALA News. As the investigation progressed, it was learned, uh, discovered that uh, she possibly ingested, uh, or she ingested some pills that were possibly laced with uh, fentanyl. We're going to very publicly go after everyone that we find out is, is dealing fentanyl-laced drugs, unlike anything they've seen in Mobile. The name of the suspect arrested has not been made public at this point. Taylor was a high school student at Mary G. Montgomery High and was about to turn 16 years old. An Alabama embalmer is getting overseas confirmation of what he has been finding in cases here in the state. 1819 News released a report on the unusual blood clots that Richard Hirschman has been finding this past year and a half, which is different from what he's found for the past 20 years. Hirschman says these strange and long blood clots have only emerged after the COVID-19 vaccine was administered to people. Hirschman says clotting issues did occur during the COVID-19 virus outbreak in 2020, but not to the level or frequency as in 2021. Now English funeral director John O'Looney is talking about what he's found, clot-like materials that are exactly what Hirschman has been finding. O'Looney spoke with former 700 Club host Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson, who lives in Canada. Um, now, when we did this for a young man a few weeks ago who was 30, he um, he died suddenly, undetermined, waiting for histology, you know, because they can't find the cause of death. So they clutch at straws. Um, and then we found this inside his arteries now. And each little bit you see there was in a different artery. Yeah, he was 30 years old. So I reached out to the coroner and, and kind of said to them, you know, I'm really alarmed. You know, what is this? I've never seen this before in 15 years. I've got a British Institute of Embalmers registered embalmer who works here full time. He's never seen that before in 20 years. Um, and then I listened to Richard Hirschman, the Alabama based embalmer. You know, he's finding identical samples that are blocking up these people. So all these athletes and footballers and people that you're seeing, their arteries are full of that. If I was to... Um, open up 10 people. Some of them would have arteries about as thick as a biro pen. Others would have arteries about like my little finger. If you took 10 children, all of the exact same age, they would all grow at different rates. So I would suggest what is happening is this. This white stuff grows in different people at different rates. If the planets align and you grow it particularly quickly and you have narrow arteries, you're going to fall over and you're going to die because you're going to block up quicker. And that's what we're seeing with all these footballers and athletes in record numbers that are dying suddenly. More details on Hirschman's story and what he's found so far in Alabama can be found at the 1819 News website. Alabama's coastal cleanup efforts get underway this coming September 17th for the 35th year in a row. Communities in Mobile, Dauphin Island, Gulf Shores, and Fairhope will take part in this effort. It has been named 
Get the trash out of the splash. The cleanup day starts at 8 a.m. until noon. Volunteers can sign up at the Alabama Coastal Cleanup website. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, more details are coming out about U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon and her decision to grant a special master to oversee the documents that were seized in an FBI raid of Donald Trump's Florida home. Judge Cannon made that decision over the Labor Day weekend. Now the executive director for the American Center for Law and Justice, who is also the former attorney for Donald Trump, Jay Sekulow, is breaking down Judge Cannon's decision and says this is a win in two ways for Trump. The government argued that there should be no uh, special master review of executive privilege material. That was material that the president may have had when he was president. And this judge said, nope. That issue has not been addressed and finally adjudicated by the Supreme Court yet. There's enough there to say you can't do that. She also stopped the government from utilizing this information for the purposes of uh, their investigation. So they can continue to investigate. But what they can't do is take the information they gathered from this uh, search and use it in a grand jury proceeding or anything else. He says the judge's decision also acknowledges that the FBI and the Department of Justice did not handle these documents in a proper manner. Not, I mean, think about this, folks. The government here has a tank team set up, a, a, a review team. But yet documents from that review team end up in the hands of who? The investigators. And that was not supposed to happen. Another U.S. district judge has ordered the U.S. Justice Department to hand over communications they had between Anthony Fauci of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and the White House Press Secretary's Office. The judge's order comes after a lawsuit was filed by the attorneys general for Missouri and Louisiana regarding the government's influence of social media to censor and silence those going against the established COVID-19 narrative. Judge Terry Doty has now mandated that communications between these federal agencies be handed over to the two attorney generals. AGs Eric Schmidt and Jeff Landry have already been given emails from Facebook showing that the social media site took down Facebook groups at the request of the Department of Health and Human Services. Schmidt and Landry say this latest order from the judge is helping them continue to uncover more of this vast censorship enterprise. The health department within the United Kingdom has banned the COVID-19 vaccine from being given to children ages 5 to 11. The UK Health Security Agency says this has to do with the effects the vaccine are having on the sexual development of boys. Dr. Naomi Wolf talks about this issue on Real America's Voice. Wolf runs CloudHub, which is a website with medical professionals studying and commenting on the Pfizer clinical trial documents that have been forced by a lawsuit into the public domain. Wolf says the clinical trials already indicated this was going to be damaging for the development of children. And Amy Kelly, our project director, posted a, uh, a report which has gone quite viral for us. 78,000 people watched her video about this. It's up on my substack. It's up on her substack. It's up on Daily Clout, which shows that these injections hurt, I mean, I just have to use grown-up language, I'm sorry, everyone, hurt the testes and hurt the, the parts of the testes that develop the masculinity, the secondary sex characteristics of little boys and baby boys and and teenage boys. Um, so they literally harm the chances of your little boy child to grow up normally as a male human adult. Um, so it's not just the suppression of the sperm count and the sperm motility, which 
you know, Andrology Journal reported, which we knew, it's something even more insidious that the lipid nanoparticles, especially which pass every membrane in the human body, pass into the testes and inflame the epididymis and uh, affect the, the cells that go to secondary sex characteristics, actual human masculinity. So it's literally an experiment on the gender uh, development of little boys. Uh, suddenly, Britain's saying, well, maybe we won't inject the little boys. A Louisiana congressman is going viral with his Facebook post after criticizing a Disney animated show that will air on FX Network. That show is titled Little Demon. Congressman Mike Johnson says the trailer to the show came on while he was watching an LSU football game with his 11-year-old daughter. Johnson says he was appalled at the content and could not get to the TV remote fast enough in order to change the channel. The animated show is going to be based off of a teenage girl described as the offspring of Satan. Johnson says more than 6.1 million people have seen his original criticism of this show and left 40,000 comments. Some support his stance while others do not. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail and reports that are provided here, be sure and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or other podcasting apps. And while you're at it, send a link to a friend so they can benefit from this as well. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 